This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the 909 Podcast. It is myself and Andrea Cleary here talking about the best in new music and the best music that uh, we enjoyed in the month of the short, shortest month of February. Hello, Andrea Cleary. Hi, Niall or Nine. Hi. <laughs> you can call me by my, by my real name if you like. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's weird. You, do you know, for like um, until very, very recently when I got my new phone, you were in as Niall Nine and so your surname was Nine in my phone and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna change it to his <laughs> his, his elusive real name Mizier Byrne you're putting a space in the in the, between the L yeah you just come up Niall Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah uh, I, um, I, it always bugs me when people put the space between the R and the Nine Nine, oh, nine really? is different that's kind of like yeah just because I, I just love the symmetry of mm. it all <laughs> I prefer when it's all that's together. Absolutely just, fair enough. This is who I am. I'm sorry. No, no, that's <laughs> already apologizing a minute. In. Names, <laughs> names are important. You know, I, you know, sometimes people call me Andrea, and that's fine. Andrea, mm. Andrea, yeah. yeah. Although, in I had this job for about four years uh, when I was just out of college, and there was a man in it whose name was adrian who thought my name was also adrian and i think he only realized when i was leaving the job and he signed my leaving card and would have seen about you know 30 people writing like goodbye andrea thanks for everything andrea but no adrian <laughs> is there you go oh so like he thought it was the yeah I, well, uh, like like lenker totally my like lenker although she's adrian i think yeah oh Anyway, Look, it's, it's a minefield and once I, you get into it. I never corrected him and it was my fault. So shout out yeah. to you, Adrian, if you listen, which you don't because you're 60. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so what are we going to talk about on this uh, episode? Well, we're going to be talking about uh, music that, that we really enjoyed in the month of February. And 
I guess it's best place to start. Um, but well, before that, let's just get the housekeeping out of the way. It's patreon.com forward slash nine or nine. If you're interested in supporting us in terms of the podcast and the website and uh, from a five or a month, you can get access to uh, playlists and our discord community as well, um, which is a lovely space. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yes, patreon.com. We say it every week and we say it every week for a reason, because it's important that we get support and we can keep going and uh, pay for the servers and all that stuff that we have to uh, spend money on in order to keep doing what we're doing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. patreon.com forward slash 909. We did appreciate Can I do that. another little piece of housekeeping? And I promise Please not do. to go on about it. I promise, actually, for the rest of the podcast, we're not even going to mention it, but we know that every, everything is really bad right now. Um, and if you're feeling a little bit hopeless, uh, there's brilliant work being done by both the Red Cross and UNICEF to get essential goods to Ukrainian refugees. You can go to unicef.org or icorc.org to donate whatever you can to help, help refugees uh, leaving Ukraine. And also... Medicines on Frontier, msf.org uh, are doing wonderful work as well. So if you wanted to throw a few bob their way while you're throwing a few bob our way, you know, or instead, hey, look, you know, it's fine. It's totally, we're not going to hold it again. Anyway, look, help, help that thing. And that's it. We're not going to mention it again. Gone. Yeah, Bye. that's it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So our last episode, we talked about two uh, long albums from Big Teeth and, and Beach House. And since then, um, well, I went to see B- Big Thief um, in, in, at a gig. It was absolutely brilliant. Well, your first album is one that we've actually, we obviously discussed Big Thief's mm. Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You, at fairly good length last week. But yeah. I do think it's the kind of album that you can revisit even a week later because it's, I'm actually like, I'm so, I'm so into this now. I'm so into this I album. I actually think it's like definitely their best album. And I, and that thought was compounded by the fact that I saw them last weekend in Dublin in the National Stadium. And these songs from this album, just sounding instantly classic already, you're like, oh my God, this is mm. Simulation Swarm was one of the last songs they played on uh, at the gig. It was just so good. Time Escaping, like Spud Infinity sounded fucking brilliant to add it, like yeah. little things. All these songs were there, Dried Roses, you're like, oh my God, these are like the best of the best. Almost. And I think it's really, they're a perfect band to see live in the National Stadium. It's a, it's an interesting place. I think people had mixed um, feelings on it, but a lot of people I talked to had a very good, nice time at it mm. because it's quite large and it's quite uh, long and uh, there's seating all around. And the where I was seating was actually side of stage. So you're kind of looking head on at the band, which was cool. And then yeah. there was a lot of standing as well. And pe- there was probably a couple of different areas where people struggled maybe to see in mm. in full but i think I it saw, is a good i venue. saw a lot of instagram stories by people who were kind of at the side stage and i was like wow a lot of people i know are backstage at the big thing <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's just yeah. the way it does like it does look like that like yeah. you're backstage yeah it does yeah. look like that yeah but oh god i just felt like you know we, we've talked about their musicianship and their close-knit kind of community kind of vibe that they have the telepathic mm. connection they seem to have and uh you really see that live on stage. And I think it, if anything, it just reminded me or like underscored the fact that this album is like they're clearly their best work. And I think I love and we talked to maybe one of the answers to the long albums from last week is that like when it's nailed like this, when it's done really well, it gives you so much to go back and enjoy and luxuriating. You're kind of like, yes, I get to go and listen to this album again. And I don't have to listen to all of it, but I mm-hmm. I might like listen to the second half or listen to the first half. 
So anyway, that's my 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 little bit about um yeah. uh, Big Thief. And funny enough, even just to, on the gig, like one of the nicest things that came out of it because they're such a prolific band. One of my favorite songs on the night was a song I don't really even know, but I know you'll know because you were listening to Adrian Lenker's um album from last year. Um she played a song called Zombie Girl. Oh, that's one of my favorite of her songs. Yeah, it's so nice. And I, I hadn't really Beautiful got around to listen to that album at all properly oh, because it came out, it's free, it came free out like November thief, or something know? that year. Yeah. So I just never really got around to listen to it. Anyway, mm. it was great. That's how, that was one of the last songs they played. Then Book Meek played one of his own songs. So look, I'm just saying from my perspective, my, my absolute favorite album of every is Big Thief's Dragon, New Warm Out, and I Believe in You, but we did a full podcast about it already. But yeah, you know, there's still well, much I, to say. I absolutely agree. I think that I'm going to be listening to this album a lot um, over the next year and years. I absolutely agree that it is their best album. Um, It's certainly their most cohesive, which is a funny thing, given how many different genres they kind of uh, dip into. But like every song on it is good. And there might be songs that are a little bit maybe outside of their usual comfort zone but i think that a good double album should have that i think it should have a bit of experimentation on it but you're so right like those so many of those songs what's the last song on it again blue blue lightning that has been getting a lot of plays in in my flat over the past little while uh my boyfriend's been learning it on guitar he's completely obsessed with that song just like putting it on all the time that album and i have yet to wear any of the songs out and considering some of them have been out for like nearly a year or you know 18 months or something now it is it is really interesting that they just don't get old because i constantly find something new to concentrate on in it whether it's the guitar or whether it's paying a little bit more attention to the drums which are really really great on like across the record it's yeah it's just so they're so good they're the best band in the world like (laughs) (laughs) like they're the best non-legacy act putting out music right now um and they are value for money you know they release so much music and you know i saw that i i I didn't catch them at the the national stadium but we saw them a a couple years ago and they are a great live band they are very very good live band you don't really know what they're going to do next sort of thing but i'm very glad that given they had a double album of material to draw from that they seem to play a lot of it and yeah which is great and so yeah, yeah obviously they didn't play the song that you wanted them to play ufo i'm glad ufof but um yeah I you know commented what? on your instagram i was like if they played that no they didn't yeah yeah <laughs> well, i'm sure i would have heard from people if they did though, you would so. yeah but i guess the thing is it just felt like a greatest hits practically because it just felt like every song was just like a great song yeah and that's so rare these days it's so rare to they, have a band. they could now release a greatest hits i think yeah they've yeah. Com- comfortably 15 brilliant songs I know none yeah. of them are hits, but hey, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's Big Thief. And also um, not, not on our list is, is the other, uh, as in not on our list to discuss this week is the other long album from this month, which we also discussed, which is Beach House. I have still found myself going back to it and listening to it a lot. And it is comfortably one of my favorites of February. So just to give a little shout out to that, but yeah. I didn't want to talk any more in depth about either of those two albums as you know people can go and listen to last week's episode if if they want that yeah absolutely i would say i'm also um even the song even though i've loved it since i first heard it uh, time escaping is another one that's really coming back at me Um, and this week um they do the she was doing the like the two hands clapping 
during yeah. the gig and it was just a nice nice moment also they did actually talk about how they book meek mentioned how they made it and it was like oh they were saying hurt their friend you know we did it with like a little business cards in the frets and and our friend oh, cool. mike mike just threw a head uh, headphones yeah so it's, it was like it's like closely mic'd with a with a headphone kind of awesome. you know because every headphone has a mic in it mm-hmm. in that kind of way so anyway um that was that's yeah that's a big deep so, so, so like uh, uh i guess I'll, pro, I'll a prologue to last week yeah, yeah i'd say oh definitely absolutely it's gonna I'll be one of the it's gonna be one of the albums of the year um absolutely, absolutely. i've i've uh i've done the thing where i know it's going to be a long lasting um thing for me this year i've bought it on vinyl now so um i tried to buy it at the gate but i've sold out <laughs> And shout out to the merch guy like who was having an absolute nightmare after the gig because uh, their sum up car sum up reader failed completely and oh. uh, was <laughs> never there's just like a hundred people trying to buy stuff. And I was actually the first one there because I just ran out and uh, and so I've been trying to pay I was trying to buy uh, UFOF and <laughs> for like about fifteen minutes and uh, he was very stressed out. Poor fellow. Oh bless anyway, him. They oh, started no. taking cash in the end, I think, so it was uh, Good. It was fine, but uh, okay, that was Big Thief. Um, okay, another album that um came out at the start of the month is a an album from Kate Lebon, Kat Lebon. Is it Kat Lebon or Kate Lebon? I I don't I'm, I don't know actually. I say Kat Lebon, but that's probably wrong. I think it's Kate yeah. Lebon, I mean, so, it is Kate. Yeah. It is like a yeah. It has an e. C A T E. Anyway, Pompeii is the sixth album from the Welsh avant art pop artist Kate Lebon, and uh, certainly is it was a breakthrough album for me. Let's play a bit of uh, one of the songs. This is called. <laughs> That is Kay Lamont, uh, album is called Pompeii. So I guess, yeah, I've always liked Kay Lamont's music, as in here and there. I've always liked a track or two. Um, she was formerly, uh, when I first heard of her, she was doing uh, vocals with Neon Neon, which is Gruff, Griff Reese uh, from Super Fairy Animals, a kind of electro pop pro- project about the DeLorean and John DeLorean um, and the car. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, that was where I first heard of her and uh, kind of, you know, um, a bit of an indie darling now, I guess, in terms of um, kind of uh, coverage she gets. But I think a very interesting artist completely has produced a lot of other people like Deer Hunter as well in the last couple of years. And 
this album, I don't know, it's a, it's kind of a strange thing to put your finger on, and I think it kind of makes sense though, because it kind of to me this sits in a world of like Peter Strickland films and like proper, you know, David Lynch atmospheres as well. It's kind of this psychedelic hazy um pop air. It's got like it's loads of bass lines on it. The album's primarily written on bass and it has loads of sax and synth and kind of just like weird off kilter angular songs but very much driven by her melodies and um, she produced the album as well and along with longtime collaborator uh samu Kuja. and it just it has this kind of drippy quality art pop quality to it that i just really like and i don't i don't even know how to describe it but i found it one of those albums that you just want to put on again and again and mm. uh, so again another one i'm just really really enjoying in terms of revisiting and because you know there's so many albums coming out and i'm I'm trying now to kind of go back and uh, encapsulate what the month is as well for me personally in terms of like what's the five albums that i really wanted to to hear again this month and uh this was uh well after big thief this was top of the list for me for sure cool yeah i've i've listened to it a couple of times and then i just didn't listen to it anymore because I was listening to Big Thief, so it was <laughs> it was a bit of a it was a bit of a casualty of February. Actually, was Kate LeBon? Um, well, it's such a short month, you know. I it know. Is. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and not a leap year, so we didn't have that extra day. Um, but what I did hear of it, I really liked. I really admire her as an artist. I think she's um, she is kind of you know she's she's definitely on the avant garde side of pop, but I I did really like how pop this record sounded in terms of kind of how cleanly it was produced and you get the odd kind of shimmering moment here and there it's it's definitely in in that realm while still kind of maintaining it maintaining an element of the weird which she is certainly um you know embroiled in and and uh, fascinated by so yeah i think she's she's absolutely great yeah it's the kind of album that just you know it's kind of she's kind of artist that just makes you feel like you're you've been transported and i think that's mm. really a great thing as well <laughs> like, yeah very much so yeah. um okay so um we're gonna move on to some songs now what what songs have you been vibing with what's the first choice you have the first choice i have it's your stepdad it's, oh um, it's my stepdad <laughs> <laughs> it's the return of our boy alex cameron with a song called sarah joe they will have wanted it that way but I So that's Alex Cameron with Sarah Joe. Um, as part of the, he released a single called K Hole and another single called Best Life. They're both really good, but Sarah Joe was uh, was the one from these three songs that I I really liked. Um, there is an album on the way, and I will find out what the name of it is very shortly. But what what kind of 
struck me about this song immediately was the the opening line sounds exactly like the sometimes I feel so happy from Pale Blue Eyes by Velvet Underground and I was kind of immediately in because I'm absolutely okay with that kind of um that kind of rhythm introducing me to a song and I just think I I always associate Alex Cameron with you now like he's just an, an artist <laughs> that's not who, fair because I'm like I'm not that big of a fan <laughs> I know but you just love that stepdad song so much that whenever I hear I, whenever I see him do anything it's it's like you know when you're a kid and you tell someone that you really like owls or your aunt finds out you really like owls and then for the rest of your life, like all you get is like owl presents, like an oh, owl yeah. pencil case or an <laughs> owl hoodie or whatever. That's you with Alex Cameron. It's just going to be like, oh, Niall will love this. <laughs> but I Probably do really will. like this song. He's he's such a, he's a very wry character. I definitely put him in the same sort of vein as Father John Misty. Like everything is done with a little bit of a wink with, with very good musicianship, but... Um, uh, with a, a kind of a the style of not taking yourself too seriously where it goes so far beyond that and you're kind of taking yourself too seriously and that's where the comedy is do you know what I mean um but it's also very it's the first proper funny laugh out loud lyric I've heard about vaccines <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah absolutely. we told my brother that his kids are going to die from this vaccine who told my mother she's never going to find no love he told my father he doesn't have to pay for counseling <laughs> it's good i mean those could be some father john misty pure comedy lines you know and i'm as we know very much here for that um but yeah alex cameron is always somebody that i'm I'm gonna keep an eye on i don't think he he hits it every time um but with sarah joe i do really like it and i would recommend checking out k-hole as well uh it's an unfortunately named song because i absolutely hate that term but um is it about k-hole yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> who knows what it's about yeah. i just i just sort of listened to it and i was like this is pleasant but um i didn't There's dive only room for too much into in the k-holes the lyric for <laughs> okay yes exactly um, the album is out next week actually the 11th of march um so oh, music so uh yeah so okay. you won't have long to wait so probably we, we might I'd be pro- talking about probably... it this this time next month so you never know you never know and he's playing um dublin 16th and 17th of april this year mm-hmm. 16th sold out and actually i didn't mention but kate lebon is playing national concert hall on the 19th of march as well so there are actually still tickets for available for that as well so i would recommend uh, heading to that and then coming to lumo afterwards because that's what that's what's happening that night oh my so, god what a night <laughs> What a night, what a night. Okay, my tr- next track is a song from a Belfast band who returned. They are called Robocobra Quartet, and their song, uh, they had one of two last week, and uh, they had two songs last week, and the first one is called Heaven.
post punk and jazz and all making a comeback. It seems to be that kind of vibe is is very dominant for me at the moment. There's a lot of that kind of music. Robocobra Quartet are a Belfast uh, jazzy punk band, uh, and this is their first bit of music in three years. Uh, but since then, their band leader and, and the artist that you could hear. Uh, Speaking um, more of that, uh, what's the style called? The German word, um, Spreche, Sagang, sp- mm-hmm. spoken song. Yeah, more of that kind of vibe. Um, since then, well, Chris W. Ryan has been making a name for himself with production credits on records from the likes of New Dad and Junk Drawer, who I also nearly put in this as well um, for their recent tracks there. Another Belfast band um, who've been releasing some really lovely stuff lately. Uh, Railroad King and Tears and Costa are two great tracks they've recently released. But anyway, that's uh, separate to this. Tears and Costa. <laughs> um, oh, yes, we've all not, been there. Not quite KFC, but it's you know it's the daytime <laughs> version. Um, or, or crying in H in H Mart. <laughs> crying in H Mart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a nice little uh, little playlist being developed there. Um, mm, so yeah, they're I'm, they're I'm really, on it. I'm gonna yeah, have it for next do week. It. <laughs> So if you could find 10 songs of people having having strong emotions in, uh, in public places, publicly named places. Fast food restaurants. Okay, Great. I'm absolutely we can on do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be their third album that's coming out uh, later this year. And these two tracks, there's another track that came out that uh, on the same day. It's called uh, Night, a bit slower, but very more that kind of uh, inks. Yeah, I just love what they're doing. They're kind of, it's like jazzy post-punk rock with like uh assuming regular guitars rock guitars and kind of just doing that really nice brassy kind of vibe thing and has got a bit of brass and flute and all that kind of stuff in there so i really like with this i think this is the best that i've heard from robocobra because i think the production now matches what they do and i think that's because chris ryan has spent a lot last few years doing this and uh for other artists and now he's applying it to his own work as well so i think it's it's working really well. He says about um, this song, heaven is about the cult-like mania of capitalism. I grew up listening to Dead Kennedys and always felt like, I always liked how they would write songs from a perspective of a character they didn't necessarily agree with. There's something fascinating about the stories that emerge and I wanted to get inside that extremely chaotic and self-absorbed headspace. I love the idea of singing as someone so narcissistic they find their newborn child beautiful just because they look alike. So that <laughs> is Robocoba Quartet and the song is called Heaven. So Can you just is- give that band name one more time? Robocobra Quartet. It's just such a good name. I love hearing it. <laughs> Robocobra Quartet. Oh, it's very Cobra good. Quartet. Harder it's very to say good. than it is to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it, when when you nail it, it sounds great. <laughs> um, okay, so from one band issuing uh, guitars to another band playing them, this is a song called Bridge Spliffs by a band called Gadge. Gadge. Gadge.
that is the song Bridge Spliffs by Gadge, who were just a Bandcamp discovery for me this month. Um, there's not a whole lot about them online, I'll be honest with you. I mean, their, ba- their, uh, their Bandcamp page, you know, the, the About Me section, it just says, yeah. just goofing. Just goofing, uh, <laughs> Just which goofing. which I quite like. Um, but they they released a really good album called Yeah Question Mark um, back in 2021, and this song Bridge Spliff is from a uh, an EP that was released this month called X Pilot Split C30, uh, which has five tracks on it. Bridge Spliff is my favorite, but it's uh, it's absolutely worth checking them out. They um, they sort of dip into a lot of different genres or they're, you know, they, they play around with their sound a lot. Sometimes they sound quite like slacker rock. Sometimes they're almost like a pop punk or indie pop kind of sound. And uh, other times they lean into the kind of the shoegaze sound that you heard there on, on that, um, on that track. And I really like this song. I really like this sound. I'm excited to be listening to this band. They're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's legitimately all I know. That's it. Very good. They've been around <laughs> since 2014. They have. Yes. That too. That's all. I need, yeah, yeah, very good. I, that's, that's now all I know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I really like them. Um, I think their LP is sold out on Bandcamp, but, you know, go support them. Um, yeah. Because I, I think they're good. Cool. All right. That's Gadge, uh, Bandcamp Discovery. That's from G-A-A-D-G-E. So it's two yeah. H. So Gadge. Gadge. Yeah, thank God. Very good. Um, So last year we did a podcast about Pink Panther S and the new normal or the new nostalgic Mm. and uh, the idea that uh, younger people are currently getting really inspired by music that seems very recent and drum and bass and pop music. Well, I have another example for you. Um, I don't know. Well, before that, I don't know if you've heard Pink Panther S is is, uh, since we talked is now uh B- was the bbc sound of 2022 was yeah. on a so- on a track with uh, muramasa last week which is a cover of baby cakes remember that song baby cakes, baby cakes. so they've yes. done a cover oh, of no, that song no. so yeah Gosh. pink panther s and muramasa I'm actually, but I've, they I've, I've broken out in hives actually from the, <laughs> from the nostalgia good god what yeah. a terrible song but we, <laughs> I don't, we I don't were need all to cover. like the cover didn't need to be done, to be honest. Oh, the cover okay. didn't need to be done. I was like, oh, this could be great. And I was like, nah, we don't need that. Um, yeah. But so the song I picked, very similar vibe. This is a Manchester duo who are doing kind of drum and bass pop stuff. Um, they're called Peary and Tommy. And this is a song called Soft Spot. Soft spot 
So that's Peary and Tommy, a song called Soft Spot. I actually did discover them by a festival lineup from AVA Festival this week. And uh, I was just like, I don't know who Peary and Tommy are. I'm going to have a look. So ended up Googling them and found this song. I was like, this is great. And uh, yeah, uh, I just really like it. It's that kind of uh, lovely saccharine. Uh, is saccharine always oh. bad? Sometimes I don't think it is. No, I think I think saccharine can sometimes be good. Like, uh, like those sweets we used to eat when we were young roy the rover bars i always think yeah. of those oh they're sour though they're not overly sweet I anyway like sour. that's that's not important <laughs> um yeah this this is um woo, this is the way back machine right like i yeah. i i would have listened to a lot of drum and bass in my kind of early to mid 20s um and I just haven't gone near it since, you know, just one of those things where you're just like, yeah, like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's dated for a lot of people, but some people, mm. you know, it's, it's no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it ever like dated in that way, because I think it was always in conversation with stuff that came before it. So it, it absolutely makes sense that now in the 2020s that it's going to have like somewhat of a revival. And it was actually quite nice to hear that sort of, you know, hyperactive, but, you know, soft, flowy beat yeah it's it's like it you know they saw it's called soft spot it's very Mm. it's not like heavy drum and bass by any means uh, but it does take that influence it very much has a a drum and bass uh style to it uh Mm. so these these two just met in manchester they're in college and uh they're actually real life couple one uh one uh slid into another another's dms and they started uh, hanging out and uh, going out and then they started they bonded over over generational dance artists like disclosure and kate kate Trinata. so there you go you know the old classics (laughs) and they seem i I feel so fucking old (laughs) oh my god (laughs) do you you like old music like disclosure (laughs) Uh, i mean disclosure have been around since 2012 they're 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 not young pups anymore i know that feels weird though doesn't it (laughs) it does yeah yeah Um, it does mm. But yeah, look, look, this is just a song. Like, I actually only heard it yesterday, so I thought it would be a nice thing to uh, bring in because, you know, it's nice to uh, spotlight stuff like this as well, especially as it falls on from the conversation as well, from what we had uh, last year with yeah. the Pink Panthers as well. So yeah, Soft Spot, uh, I, it gave me a nice lift when I heard it. Yeah, that's that's very exciting. I like the idea of drum and bass making a similar comeback to Garage and all those kind of uh, genre is just being uh, but now being made in people's bedrooms which is yeah um, well, well that's sorry just before we finish that, that band actually said um, Piri and Tommy say um, that there is a playlist on Spotify called uh, Planet Rave which they say is uh, has been very influential and instrumental in getting them where they are so so they're going to oh. play AVA Festival there you go in, in Belfast um, this summer so um, yeah you can check that out sweet awesome um my next artist needs no introduction, but I'll give one. Um, it's CMAT, <laughs> and her album is out uh, tomorrow, as you listen to this. If my wife knew, I'd be dead. I've been listening to the album over the past week. Um, I'm going to keep my kind of full review of it for next month, because I think it will be in my top albums next month. But uh, there is a, a new song for us to talk about. It's called Every Bottle Is My Boyfriend, another one of those amazing SEMA lyrics, you know, just those absolutely brilliant, funny, amazing um, one-liners that she has that just last for a whole song and stunning. Um, 
it sounds like this. Butler's My Boyfriend by CMAT. Um, if anyone is, you know, very, very excited for this album, I can tell you that it is as good as you're hoping it's going to be. It's absolutely brilliant. This song, I think I, I actually, the first time I heard it was her performance on The Late Late Show, which if people haven't seen it, really do check it out because she she absolutely nailed it like she really did she was funny she was charming her vocals were I think maybe the best I've heard them be um and I think the song is is absolutely brilliant I love the rhythm in the chorus the every barman is my best friend till he's kicking me out dude I'm just like yeah this is like a SEMA rock song which is really cool I'm really really happy that she's that she's kind of explored this in her sound and yeah the kind of the usual you know funny wry lyrics that hit too close to home for most of us listening um she's just ah she's great she's really really great this is I think probably going to be one of my albums of the year as well um it's very very good I'd say there's a good chance it'll be up there, all right, for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, your 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 original OG stan for CMAT, so absolutely. Like, um, I, I reckon I'm CMAT's biggest fan. Yeah. I'm going to say it now. Well, CMAT has made such an impact um, that my dad texted me on Friday and said, CMAT's on late, late tonight, finally. <laughs> oh, like, good man. <laughs> good man, Mr. There Byrne. You go. There you go. That's Robbie. Absolutely brilliant. Good <coughs> Robbie. He also um, was uh, very pleased with our Steely Dan episode as well. Just Does he listen to the podcast? He does, yeah. Yeah, well, he listens to Steely Dan one because he was mentioning it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all listen to the Steely Dan podcast, you know, but do, but did they stay for the CMAT chat? That's what I want to know. Um, that's brilliant. Well, there yeah, is a CMAT episode for us, uh, for you to delve yeah. into that's not time sensitive, so... Yeah, absolutely. Five great songwriting songs, song yeah. written. That's songs that's written. uh yeah. listener what we call in the industry evergreen content. Evergreen. Welcome evergreen to the evergreen content. content. <laughs> Welcome to now the evergreen night. section. Welcome to the evergreen zone. Welcome um to the so evergreen yeah. Aisle. <laughs> that was a great episode. I really loved recording that episode. Um so do check it out if you Love CMAT as much as we do. Uh, Niall, what's next up on your list of things you loved in February? I have an album that I'm still really enjoying and getting into. It is from Black Country New Road and it's called Ants From Up There. So let's, let's hear a bit of context in the form of an audio clip. <laughs> 
She had Billy Eilish style Moving to Berlin for a little while Trying to find something to hold on to Never text me nothing but she wants to tell me She's not that hard to find And message me if you change your mind Darling, I'll keep fine Just a little hint there of a song called Goodwill Hunting by Black Country New Road. So interesting band because, you know, I saw them in January 2020 at Eurosonic, which was the last like industry event I've been to. And uh, they were great at the time. And they had that song Sunglasses out with the Mm. lyrics Leave Kanye out of this. Mm. And since then, they've been fairly prolific. They released an album last year on Ninja Tune, which was kind of like a seven track mini album. And then this one came out um, as well this month or February. So, yeah, it's kind of um, how would you like? What would you call it? It's like it's it's got that kind of uh, again. It's kind of post punk, jazzy, alternative, rye uh, music. It's a bit like mm. he the sing. So it's interesting as well because uh, the context for all this is that they're a band very much on the up. There's a lot of members very interesting musicians doing lots of interesting things um, on stage and on record and basically the frontman uh, left the band uh, in the week of release citing mental health reasons so we hope he's okay but you know it does it's kind of like you're you're just getting into the second album from this quite prolific suddenly prolific band and then they're going to completely change again they said they're going to continue and this is going to but he is he is a big part of the the draw of the album. He's a huge part of it. I mean, the album is very colorful in terms of uh, how it is drawn musically. But and there's lots of twists and turns in there, and there's lots of very interesting music. Some of it reminds me of like the depths of my old MP3 collection, like stuff from mm-hmm. 2005 and 2007, like Architecture in Helsinki or like Godspeed, You Black Emperor, or even bands I can't even remember the name of who are like tangentially related to like Arcade Fire, like Canadian bands, I could barely recall, do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. It has that kind of feel to it. But uh, he's a big part of the appeal here. He's got these, he kind of has a Jarvis Cocker kind of vibe to him, um, very much like in tone and his timbre and how he delivers this kind of stuff. He's very much like almost a literary influence as well. It, it kind of seems to have, whether he's drawing his words from his own life or that repeatedly referencing Billy Idol or Billie Eilish in the album or some other imagined narrator but it's quite an interesting release um, and unlike to say reductive like uh, obviously there's a lot of the spoken word kind of uh, post-punk rock music at the moment and mm. unlike the reductive like empty sloganeering of say a band like Yard Act um, this is quite good and it has substance to it and uh, it's not just uh, empty and I think there's still a lot of that music out here like obviously we've talked about Drag King a lot but there's still a lot in that, and uh, 
I think they're doing it really well and they have done it really well. This album is called Ants from Up Here. So Black Country New Road. Yeah. So interesting to see yeah. where they go next and how that's going to uh, develop or change or or, yeah. or what will happen next. But they do say they will continue. So, but yeah, really interesting album. Yeah, you're you're dead right. I think he he his lyrics are such a draw. Like it wouldn't be quite as extreme as say Florence Shaw leaving dry cleaning, but it's definitely kind of verging on that because like my my favorite thing about this album and this band has has been the lyrics. You know, they're funny, they're wry, they're sardonic, but they're also very charming and not um. They're not so like I think a lot of kind of modern post-punk can be a little bit I don't know what the word is net negative in a way like they they have the kind of wry sense of humor of a band like Silverbacks and I remember when Silverbacks came out I was like oh well a breath of fresh air and I think Black Country New Road are kind of in that similar vein um and the more of these bands that come out, the more I think that, you know, we should start maybe um, categorizing the modern post-punk revival into some subgenres just to kind of make it easier to, you know, navigate it. Because, you know, these this band doesn't sound anything like Fontaine's DC or, you know, the, yeah. or uh, dry cleaning or but they're going to be lumped in with that anyway. But I, I love I love this spoken word post-punk revival. I love the fall. So bands that want to sound like The Fall, I'm in. That's fine. That's absolutely fine with me. Um, but yeah, uh, we we wish them all the best and we wish the band all the best as well. Um, and people who are going to go see the tour, I guess that's going to be a, a pretty interesting experience to see what they do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. My next choice is a band called Parge Radio. Um, speaking of, uh, we mentioned Indie Darlings earlier, Parge Radio, very much so. Um, indie Darlings, this song is called Back to the Radio. Haunted, it's not fair to you, and it's not what I wanted, but we So that is Parage Radio with Back to the Radio. Um, 
this is a band that's been kind of making waves, we'll say, uh, for a couple making of years now. Waves. Making waves? Making, and making waves, radio waves, that is, uh, Pirate Radio. Uh, yeah, they're from Brighton. The vocals you hear there is from Dana Margolin. Um, I really like their sound generally, but there's something about this song that it just really, I don't know, hit me like in a, in a different way. It reminded me of the first time I heard the song Movies by Wazeblood in that like they sound absolutely nothing like each other but it was just that kind of like stopping my tracks just I don't know just this feeling that I was getting something very guttural from particularly the singer um the singer that you hear there is Dana Margolin and it's a very kind of shaky um almost on the verge of tears vocal performance and mixed with that kind of very simple very sweet repetitive melody it just I don't know it it, it just really hit me it's it I, I think it's probably the very definition of melancholy do you know um and I really 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 like this track the lyrics are beautiful um it's it's a it's a it's an interesting song for sure that's interesting yeah I I actually felt a couple of things firstly that it sounded very like a proper like early 80s post-punk kind of vocal delivery or like mm. something very new wavy and post-punk like that kind of vibe from yeah you know early 80s I don't know what you would who you would even say really but um like it has that kind of James Chance kind of ESG vibe to it as well but more the English vibe for sure but do you know I also felt like <clears throat> this sounded like to me that this could be a Phoebe Bridger song in a different vein yeah. like the way that it builds up and uh, the kind of vocal delivery so that mm. was just something I heard there so I thought yeah. I'd share with the group no <laughs> thank you <laughs> no I, I, I definitely get that it's it's that style of songwriting where you're delivering lyrics that are about too much happening you know it's the and I'm, I'm sure a, a lot of us are, fe are feeling it at the moment where there's just so much going on that you just want to lie down and and look at the wall <laughs> and uh, and it, it it evokes that sort of feeling in me and and in in that way kind of gives permission to lie down and look at the wall for a minute and yeah it's a it's, it's a really emotional vocal performance um which I really I really like and I think it was a risk um for for her I or maybe it felt like a risk you know it, it it's a song that sounded like it was a risk you know what I mean? is it a and different I, I like vibe than like, their normal stuff yeah their normal stuff really would be kind of yeah definitely a bit rockier um it's not it's not completely out of question that they would write a song like this but I think this is the song that really um drew me in in terms of this band being a being a, an emotionally affecting band we'll say um and i i, I think that's a I, th I think it's a really wonderful song yeah mm. right yeah. um so uh get past the horrible name and <laughs> part radio and I get into the don't mind that good name radio song <laughs> i don't mind that name at all part radio that's fine part isn't it well know. like we're running out of names you know you can't call your band the beatles so what are you gonna go with oh yeah you would say that um, but you, you, <laughs> I just caught there while we were talking that 
Um, yeah, there, there, there's, there's something Beatles related behind you. Um, I just copped there that okay. the Alex Cameron album is called Oxy Music, like Roxy Music, right? Yeah, just copped that only there. Oh yeah, now. and the the um, yeah, because the, the artwork is done in the style of the you know the the Roxy Music all caps letters across the across the top of the he, yeah. he's a scamp he's an absolute he's a, scamp scamp is the best word <laughs> he's a little for him. scamp yeah. like <laughs> I love him <laughs> okay so following on from our podcast is again from last year where we talked about Ama Piano the house music from the African continent that's been taking over a lot of sounds um, Ama Piano is to remind you is has a very like kind of jazzy synths kind of organs air pads bass hits and uh, vocals it's kind of like um, deep house minimalism and that kind of vibe so uh, we talked to god knows and his brother godwin last year about uh the whole genre because uh, they had made a song themselves with sinita called glory and uh, so I, this was uh, i've been keeping an eye on a few of those bits since then and uh, i heard this song last week uh, that i'd like to share with you it is from tenno africa and the tune is called aka aka love As you may remember from the podcast episode, if you heard it, um, Ama Piano very much has like their a lot of long songs. They can be quite seven minutes long. Um, this one isn't that long. It's five and a half. But, uh, you know, kind of for the full effect, you do have to hear the whole thing to really set into it. It is Tenno Africa is a 22 year old Soweto based Ama Piano producer and DJ. And this album, uh, well, the album this is from is called Where You Are and it was released by Awesome Tapes from Africa very recently. So that's how I think I ended up hearing it, which was just a nice thing. And I thought it was a nice follow on from our discussion last year as well to bring something back from uh, something Ama Piano back into the podcast. So there you go. Awesome. Um, my next pick, uh, my last pick of the podcast is an artist that you and I love. Um, it might be, she, she, she might be second only to um, like Rosalia in terms of just artists that is are, are so connected with this podcast. I'm like, we can't move <laughs> for it. And I think that's because didn't we have he- her, her track heavyweight champion of the world as our heavyweight champion of the year? I can't remember. Um, as our of the world world, as our best song of maybe 2019 something like that anyway but it's it's Nilufri Anya uh, whose uh, second album uh, is uh, Painless uh, is going to come out tomorrow and I've been listening to it it's very good uh, but I I want to talk uh, specifically or introduce you specifically to this song The Dealer Seems that it's all the time, all the time. 
Midnight Sun and Another Life in the run-up to the release of her second album, Painless, which is which comes out this Friday. Um, we love Nilou Friyanya on this podcast, and I'm very relieved that she, while st- stepping away from maybe the sound that we would have associated with her debut album, um, she's still very much she very much sounds like her right like yeah. e- even though this this song is is definitely a bit poppier um and a bit more a bit more energy injected into it um she definitely still sounds like her and i love her sound i absolutely love her vocals i think her vocals really really carry her um and she said this song was uh, she she wrote it while thinking about the cyclical nature of the seasons which is basically my catnip I, I love thinking about the cyclical nature, nature of seasons. It's my favorite topic. Um, so so I, was, I really, really enjoyed this song. Uh, she is going on tour. I haven't checked to see if she is she playing Dublin, though. Is that something that you know now? Yeah, she's playing March 12th. Oh, my God. Yeah, like next, next, next Saturday, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you going? Uh, yeah, I just bought tickets today. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, I'll go too. <laughs> Very good. Sorted. Very good. Um, you. And where is she playing? Uh, Whelan's lovely spot for her great because yeah. last time it was the Workman's and uh, it's nice that it was it's not the same place. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure um, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah, this album because I think so far it's just been a bit it's been all, uh, sl- slightly different vibes for every song mm. and but I trust her as an artist I think she'll she'll do the, the right thing <laughs> and release yeah. a great album again so yeah. that's my hope yeah uh, little plug for me i guess if anyone's uh interested in my in-depth feelings on this album and the cmat album you should you should listen to orti arena tomorrow night um not saying why you. but maybe maybe pop your little ears in and you might hear something good but yeah really like for Yanya. don't want to say too much now because again we'll probably be mm, featured on yeah. the best albums we'll of next it, month there's lots so. to come out this in march so we will oh, yeah. we'll have march lots is a big month about. yeah yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Do you have a final pick for us now? I do. Yeah. My final pick is taking it all back home to a Cork artist called Graham Cooney, and one of the tracks from Yankees' uh, newest EP, uh, Yen. And uh, this is a song called "It's a Video," which is just a fun little uh, bop, which is slightly different uh, kind of vibe for the d- dreamy indie kind of UMO style uh, music that Graham Cooney. Trivia, but you're a very cool woman with a neck for survival. Don't get undressed too quick in this 
That's Yankee song is called It's a Video, and uh, I really like it. I really like him, and uh, I missed his gig last week. But sure, look, there's plenty of time to see gigs because gigs are absolutely back. They're proper back. I went to see Sons of Kemet on Monday randomly because my friend had a spare ticket. Going to that, mm. going to Eve Eve Toomer next week. Got this, oh, cool. a Gilliband on on Saturday. Got there's loads of things happening. There's loads of things happening, and isn't it just great? Because that is my reason to be cheerful this week. Because gigs are absolutely properly back, and it is really just beautiful to see. There's there's festivals being announced out the wazoo. There's a one called Beyond the Pale today, which is has Fortet, Orbital Bonobo, John Francis Flynn, Soda Blonde, loads of people. Hi, Ben UFO, John Talabot, Boy Harsher, loads of great stuff. And then mm. there's Body and Soul uh, yesterday announced an interesting thing. They announced an entire uh, weekend where they don't seem to be as uh, they're, they're putting emphasis on the experience, not the acts, which will be interesting. They say they're I not going to announce that. a lineup. It'll that, be interesting how it actually, works out for them. So it, they did that and they also cut their attendees, uh, the, the attendance by half. And both of those things in conjunction with one another makes me really want to go to Body and Soul. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about that. Um, I, it's maybe me and 10 other people in the country that that's for, but we will be there as 10. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope not. I hope that it does, uh, it does find an audience because it is, it that will, is a big it ask. Will. It is a big ask because like it is, I guess yeah. we were talking about this yesterday. Like the thing about that is, you know, to convince a wider circle of friends to mm. take a punt on something that they don't know what's going to happen. Presumably there will be some indication of what kind of acts they may have, because it may be something they yeah. might have to do commercially in order to sell tickets down the line. But for now, it's certainly a, a statement in terms of we don't want to announce the lineup. We don't want to just play the hits is what they said, which I think is yeah. an interesting way of putting it. Um, I think that's really nice because there's there's enough festivals that kind of do pretty much the same thing you know whether you're yeah man. people get really mad about they got really mad about that on instagram you can see people getting really mad about it what what do you mean like getting mad about that they didn't announce any acts it's like but like these people don't have tickets so like what's the problem i know exactly but that's the point it's like (laughs) getting mad about it don't go to the festival (laughs) yeah exactly yeah like just just don't Go like it's a festival that has an 11 year track one record. of the other 25 million festivals that are on this summer yeah Come like on. in june alone you've Come got on. forbidden fruit that new beyond the pale one i'm going to primavera mm. there's two weeks of primavera and um, there's I body saw and soul ruth, ruth mesver uh photographer extraordinaire sharing on twitter today that there is five days in the month of june where she's not going to be at a festival um and i was like wow that's 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 actually too much uh in my opinion but you know i'm not quite ready uh, for that yet 
yeah, yeah, it's intense. I I don't have any festivals booked. I um I would like to go to an, um another love story. I think I'm very much considering uh, Body and Soul off the back of this new kind of uh vibe. Um, but I'm not going anywhere abroad. I don't think for festivals. Primavera will have to wait because the flights are, <laughs> as we discussed in the Discord. Very expensive and it's also very sold out. So, um, but that's fine. But there's plenty of gigs here at home, you know, loads of stuff being yeah. announced. Bell and Sebastian have announced a new album coming soon. So they're probably going to play. That'd be great. Um, and uh, yeah. Electric Victims being announced next week, March 10th. Yeah, not that not, might not be, gonna go to that. <laughs> I don't think you're going to go, but, you know, <laughs> oh, I no. think you can expect <laughs> uh, you're definitely going to see a lot of artists that you'd really want to see. Um, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people like if, would be very if Frank Ocean plays it, like I might think about it, but you know, no, I'm going to say that's not happening right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think like, so either. You, no. It's kind of a weird, weird time because like the festival sold out in 2020 and then it rejigged its lineup mm. again and then it probably reconfirmed a lot of what was already announced, like the kind of mm. uh, like Run the Jewels and Radio Gas Machine, but we'll yeah. have to find out exactly next week what happens I on think that there's and... going to be a, a, a documentary on this Sunday, is that right, about Electric Picnic? The, yeah, it's on the YouTube two... channel, uh, on uh, 2FM's yeah. YouTube channel, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they about... did a lot of recording last year or um, or early, yeah, last year, like around August, September on site, so... Um, mm. yeah it'd be interesting to see how that all shakes out and what they've actually made with all that uh, footage and be uh, there's quite a lot of it happening there so cool. it'd be interesting to see so yeah lots happening um, lots of festivals lots of things happening I went to Denise Chyla last week Denise, it happened don't talk to me about it <laughs> you so know upset. you weren't you weren't able to go I wasn't able to go I won't I talk about Denise. it too much only to Denise say Denise understood it's fine <laughs> yeah but it's um, fine she, she congratulations it was great. It was great. to our was our great. narrow lane family our our i'm not even going to say cousins you know our our close close brothers and sisters in the narrow lane family who are so part of the 909 family congratulations to all of you on that gig um yeah it was great just yeah. um it looked great performance. i hope you, you, i hope to be you, many you more sent me a video with just the caption uh denise has a sword and i was like <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> obviously Denise should have a sword always always Denise should have a sword she was but, wielding yeah. a sword yeah absolutely yeah it's um, great so any other yeah. have you any other reasons to be cheerful this this week um I have oh do you know what I do have so do you remember I never let it be said that I don't follow up on things that I complain about okay do you remember ages ago I was complaining that there wasn't enough stuff being written by women about the Beatles well the Guardian uh this week published a brilliant piece um by annie zaleski um it's more expansive it's a more expansive inclusive version how women reshape the history of the beatles and it is an excellent oh wow um, this is what you were hoping for about about women and the beatles um Maybe they're at your it, talk in, in Dingle in, in Maybe. In well, I, I I don't think so because this is a, this is an extract from a forthcoming book, which I'm very excited. It's called My Ticket to Ride, How I Ran Away to England and Met the Beatles and Got Rock and Roll Band in Cleveland by Janice Mitchell, which will be uh, published by Gray and Company later this year. Um, and you better believe I'm going to be all over that book. Uh, so... Yeah, really recommend reading that that excerpt. It's it's basically exactly what I was looking for. Um, it's very very good. It's great. So yeah, highly recommend that. Uh, I've read some good books this month um, as well. Let me pull up my Goodreads. 
I, I read a wonderful book called um, We Are All Birds of Uganda by Hafsa Zayan. Um, I'd really recommend that. I read two Jane Austen books. I read Pride and Prejudice and I read Emma, which are, this happens to me every few years. I, I kind of, I, re, I reread Austen maybe every five years and I always start with Pride and Prejudice and I always follow it with Emma and then I never read any of the other ones because I, I just feel like you can't follow up Emma with anything because it's the most fun one you know Pride and Prejudice is my favorite but Emma's the most fun and then I'm like oh Sense of Sensibility yeah I guess maybe but um because because everything's been really terrible um lately as we know I have sought comfort in what is probably my favorite book um which is God Bless You Mr. Rosewater by Kurt Vonnegut um which if anyone out there is feeling a little bit despaired uh, with, you know, the news and global events at the moment, but you also don't want to lean into like escapism, um, I couldn't recommend this book enough. It is it is completely and utterly scathing of um, of the world events that we're dealing with right now and with uh, capitalism and with kind of generational wealth, but but with with this kind of very vonnegut like. Um, almost innocence like approaching it from like a like such an outsider's perspective that it really kind of gives light to to all of the topics that he's dealing with it's it's a completely wonderful book if you've never read it please read it it's it's amazing it's like 200 and something pages it's very short you'd read it in a night kind of thing so yeah I've gone back to read that um and there were some other books but I can't remember what they are <laughs> well I'd like to thank you for um recommending Piranesi to me Piranesi <gasps> Tell I, me all your feelings. I'm, well, I haven't read it yet, but I've only just got it. But I oh. got it from the library. <laughs> I borrowed it from the library. Yes. Shout oh out God. to the library. Someone borrowing Piranesi from the library is like all my favorite things in one go. <laughs> Piranesi, library. No, I thought you'd appreciate um, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So this time next month, I would like you to have read it. And I want a book report because it is no problem. such an unbelievable book. Like it's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, you're going to love it. Um, I started watching the Kanye West documentary. I am about three quarters of the way uh, through the first episode. It's excellent. It's really, really good. I know people don't want to engage with Kanye West right now, and I understand that and I get it. But so far, the, the first two episodes I know, um, it's all footage and all the story of Kanye from before College Drop even comes out. So it's very, very early days, Kanye. There's a lot of context contextual stuff in terms of you know his drive and his vision which is very much there since he was 19 i think it might be a good idea for us to do a podcast episode on nile at some stage um, wow. yeah yeah i think it is it, it, it is a very 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 interesting uh document of of young kanye and i think it's done very well it has a narrator um who at the beginning says something very old school and charming he's like and i suppose you're wondering who i am and i was like oh <laughs> this is quite nice wow. um yeah i know because you, you know like modern documentaries in particular they yeah. seem to be they eschew a narrator completely i think ever since maybe making a murderer it's all this just kind of like footage after footage and it's yeah. quite rare that you actually hear a narrator but this are you sure you were watching an episode of the twilight zone or something <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know like a kanye you wouldn't know a kanye would you uh but where, yeah. where can you watch that where can you watch netflix it? netflix oh, uh yeah, the two two episodes are out now i think by the time the podcast goes out uh three will be released um it's very very watchable 
and um yeah yeah i think i think i'd like to have a discussion with you about it at some stage okay um, in, in, in the future um but yeah i think that's it in terms of like other stuff for me this yeah month. what about you um i watched uh the movie limbo which is brilliant i have a movie subscription i don't know it is is it new um you know, movie is like... Uh, oh, no, movie, I know. Yeah, Limbo, I know, but I just, I think I just have a subscription for it at the moment. Uh, lots of independent and art house films. And Limbo was one on the list that I wanted to see. It's about um, a kind of a timely um, film, really. It's about refugees uh, who are put up in a Scottish island. And it's it's sad and beautiful and... Uh, um, very moving and funny and all that stuff as well. It's very... Very well shot, beautiful film, Limbo. It's called. It's uh, it's absolutely wonderful, uh, one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Um, so okay. I would, I could definitely out. recommend that. And uh, other than that, I mean, the main other thing we haven't mentioned yet, and I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, is Euphoria, Euphoria. Uh, season two. Like, do we do we spoiler alert this and and just have a little chat? Oh I think my we, god! <laughs> yeah, do you want to? Yeah, this yeah. will be the last thing we talk about. So if you haven't yeah, seen Euphoria, so. thanks so much for listening. See you next month. Um, See you later. Patreon.com forward slash 909. Bye, everyone. Okay, for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, we may be talking about uh, the actual music on Euphoria next week, can we? Yes, next yeah, week? we may. We, we yeah, so. may, may well do that. Um, yeah, odd last episode, but I liked mm. it. Um I'm kind of done with Nate Jacobs as a person and a character. I just need him to be killed off. Actually, at this, there stage can't be much like, road left for him, surely. No, I, I like us. I I saw some people saying that maybe they're trying to do a redemption arc with him. I don't know if that's what ha- what's happening. If it is, I will be sad about that. Um, but basically, the following characters I would die for: Lexi, uh, Fez, Ashtray. Maddie, that's it, I think, actually. Uh, and <laughs> Rue, Rue and Jules, obviously. Um, very proud of Rue. I just I just thought they did a, such a wonderful job and the play in the final two episodes was like, especially in, in the second, in, in, in the penultimate episode, Lex's yeah. play was absolutely mind-blowingly good. Like, it, it was, was so well done. So good. So well the done. holding out for a hero scene. Amazing. Oh man, that was one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I was like, because you know, people who are in, in our Discord will know that my um my routine over the past number of weeks has been getting up at basically like quarter past seven on a Monday morning and watching Euphoria before work. Um, and I'm watching that like just first thing on a Monday morning last week. I was I was literally screaming. And I don't mean that figuratively, like, oh, I'm literally screaming. I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God. Loved every single time that they showed basically anybody in the crowd's reaction. Like Ka- Cassie and uh, Lexi's mom in particular. Was just, yeah. just gave me Did so much joy. Did you see the screenshots of, uh, of uh, Rue that was collected in a tweet? It's very good. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Rue there, happy, healthy, sober, working on herself, staying in her lane. So happy. Yeah, I think it ended really on a high um, and people should watch Euphoria because it's it's basically it's I think a lot of fun. I know is, talk, is actually watching or actually watching it from all age yeah. groups like really as well. Like it's it's, it's tons of fun. And then when it does do the serious stuff, it's 
very, very good at it, particularly the um, the addiction uh, plot lines. Obviously, Sam Levinson is kind of, I don't know if he's like fully based the character of Rue on, on himself, but they share a lot of the same kind of past and history and struggles with addiction. And I think that he... You might love him as a director. Some people do, some people don't. I think I think he's probably a genius, but he needs a bit of editing maybe or he needs a little bit of guidance from somebody else. Or I saw Jen Gannon, I think it was Jen Gannon, um, who I trust implicitly about television. Um, I think it was her that said that he needs to open up the writer's room and I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, Euphoria isn't perfect, but I do think that when it needs to be right, um, particularly in Rue's storyline with addiction, it is absolutely right. Um, and it's dealt with very um, empathetically uh, while also not shying away from the kind of grittier and more terrible aspects of, of addiction and its effects on people's families. So, yeah, it's, oh, it's brilliant. And then the rest of the time is just great fun. That slap yeah. that Maddie gave Cassie. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Full on. Most satisfying sound I've ever heard. <laughs> Like a oh, it's fish. brilliant! <laughs> Absolutely brilliant! Like, it is great, so, so and good. like we will, we will actually talk about the music in Euphoria. I think uh, maybe next week because it is uh, a great show for that. It's I found it so wonderful for the music itself mm. and how it weaves into the characters' uh, lives and stuff, and how it's fun. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Lexi certainly Labyrinth, is like, like yeah. After after the last, you know. Waiting so long for for Lexi to shine, I know because you're like you're her, yeah. she's your favorite character, and Lexi has been my favorite character for a really long time, and I was not expecting her to have this whole thing, and then when she did, I felt like it was a gift specifically to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, wonderful. I really enjoyed it. It's a great show, um, uh, and very enjoyable. And uh, I got to watch season one again in the last week or so because mm. my girlfriend has been catching up. Um, how is she enjoying it because she was a bit iffy on season one right she likes it okay cool wasn't she a bit iffy on season one um maybe because like it's it can be quite heavy at times and if you you know Mm. if you're not in the mood for it sometimes you can feel quite heavy Um, yeah but no i think it's done really well obviously that hour-long episode with rue is is magic uh as well and like what a tense episode five. hour Ooh. and you do have to, yeah obviously like they're doing high school uh productions at a tv uh studio level oh. you just gotta suspend your bis- disbelief lads it's fine anybody it's just like a tv show anybody on twitter who i saw was like how is the school affording this play i was like why are you such a narc Please stop. Stop <laughs> complaining about stuff. They can afford it because they don't pay any teachers. Have you ever seen a teacher in Euphoria? No. Or, or a school parent is just no, a place, most of the time. <laughs> or a parent most of the time. School is just a place where these people go every now and then. Like, it's fine. Um, the yeah, only thing I they think, spend I, money is that on is their football games. Well, okay, so so Sam Levinson um, said in an interview, I think it was one of those behind-the-scenes uh like behind the episode things that he wanted the play to be like so so the rest of euphoria obviously zendaya is our rue is our um is our narrator and we know that rue being being a drug addict uh, is an unreliable narrator so you get the impression as as euphoria moves on that maybe not everything we're seeing is truthful right and i think that the 
the the way that things are shot and the the really kind of you know overproduce like the amazing lighting and all of these very artful this very artful production of of the show is kind of you know through the lens of mm. of rue and therefore inherently untrustworthy um and sam levinson kind of um hinted at the idea that we are watching the play not as a play but through the eyes of the characters that are experiencing the play like Rue and Jules and Cassie and Kat and, and and all of them so the idea of it being this you know big grand production it it might necessarily be canon in that way because we're seeing it as mm. their interpretation of it which I kind of always thought euphoria was so like from from that perspective I can absolutely excuse the the you know the very expensive um very expensive like prop design on, on on the play and stuff um and i i really like that about euphoria that it's you kind of can't really trust what you're seeing all the time because it's it's a little too fantastical i mean you, you think back to that the episode in season one um with the carnival which was just you know outrageous and beautiful and brilliant we'll talk more about this on on our euphoria episode but um but yeah, I think Sam Levinson did a really good job with season two and fair yeah. play. If, if he like ever I, wants yeah. to come onto the podcast, he's welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you if you want to get involved in our discussions about euphoria on a Monday morning with Andrea, our, uh, our completely like blacked out spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warnings. It, it looks like a like an American defense document or something like it's just completely like spoiler tagged. Like for pages and pages of just no one being able to see anything, but, and that just um, makes me want to read it more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I That's know, all yeah, that happens, really. really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, join our right. Patreon. But that's okay. it for us from this. Patreon.com forward slash not announce it from us this week. Uh, yeah, it's getting late, and uh, we are got things to do. <laughs> this isn't one of our morning episodes. You might be able no. to tell. It's been a long day. <laughs> It's been a long time for me. Yeah. I'm okay. going to give just, just one one final plug to uh, those two charities, uh, unicef.org and icorc.org, if you feel helpless right now and want to donate some money to help the uh, the war in Ukraine, you can go and do that. Um, stop doom scrolling. It doesn't help anybody. And be safe and mind yourselves. Yeah. And if you're out Saturday and you want to do something uh, related to that as well, there's the uh, humanitarian fundraiser I'm DJing at it uh, along with Lumo and Sunil Sharp Claire Beck DJ Dees Mark Soliri Red's House District Magazine all happening in the Button Factory from 11pm at Centrepoint um, you can donate uh, from 10 euro uh, whether you're going or not all the way up to whatever you want to give so and that's another way all the all the, all the money will go towards the Ukraine Red Cross as well so um, another Amazing. way to do that okay alright great thanks for everybody we'll see you and talk to you next week. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.